In 1982, Chris Vale was admitted into a maximum security asylum. Tonight, Chris Vale is coming home. Welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I'm Christopher, and we are a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, and, and sometimes, sometimes today. today. Welcome in Hi, to our podcast. I'm back from my trip back to the place where I went. Mm-hmm. And boy, are my arms tired. Yeah, you're invigorated. Yeah. Wasn't that? It was good. Uh, nice to see family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sucked because got stuck in on a closed highway for like nine hours. So that was. I didn't know it was nine hours. Well, like the whole like a four hour trip, and then I think it was like six hours or something. Oh and my god! So like overall, what should have been not a short trip, but a relatively short drive from like the airport mm-hmm. to my uh, hometown was very long a nightmare yeah it was pretty crazy well that sucks yeah but i'm back now hey and better than ever yeah we had our auto posted episode i was so exciting letting a robot do that yeah <laughs> uh boy so i think we both have books we wanted yes. to talk about this week and uh a movie or two yes shall i go first you were really excited i have been listening to my heart is a chainsaw by stephen graham jones fantastic book so far i'm not done i have about four hours left uh it's about i think it's like 12 hours long audiobook which is pretty like on the longer side for for fiction but he writes great that's always good. <laughs> Love the way that he writes. Very like. Oh, is the narrator good? Obviously, yes. Yeah. And very straightforward. Narrated by a Canadian woman, I believe. Is it set in Canada? It is not. Okay. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, and it's it's about Jade, who is a she's just about to graduate high school. She works as a janitor for her local small community, and she is totally obsessed with slasher movies. Uh-huh. Uh So I know I've talked about. I've mentioned that Riley Sager Final Girls book that I completely hated. Uh, the Final Girls Support Group. Yeah. Uh, this one and how they both were like, what if these were real people and uh-huh. the killings yeah, yeah, actually yeah, yeah, yeah. happened? What I love about this book is 
there is no slasher yet as far as the morality of this book is concerned it's ambiguous yeah but we have jade who's so slasher obsessed that she is seeing that a slasher is about to happen in her town sort of Mm -hmm. but in a way that is not contrived and annoying okay where it's more like we are slowly and diegetically learn the 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 town's history yep. secrets question mark ah so like scream basically yeah and she's like randy yeah but it was like way more naturalistic than okay. than most of these books where they're very fanciful or like you know she's a plucky young annoying da-na-na-na-na, you know yeah. what i mean i don't know i really like this book great author i have started listening i had started listening to his other book the only good indians but because I am working while I listen to it and I wanted to pay attention to it, I stopped. It was that good. <laughs> and then he's also written the book uh, Mongrel, which some people might know, werewolf, werewolf book. Oh, I see. Yeah. I've not heard of either of those books. What well, I have heard of, My Heart is a Chainsaw. It's so you, getting my stomp of approval. A niche recommendation. Yeah. Nice. I'll let you know how it ends next week. So my trip home actually gave me an opportunity and a reason mm-hmm. to read a book. So... I chose, it's not really a horror book. It was a mystery. Mm -hmm. uh, And I'm doing air quotes, thriller. Uh, So kind of horror adjacent. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was called The House Party by Mary Grand. I hated it. What? It was so, it's basically, it starts uh, as a lot of mysteries do, Mm -hmm. are plucky, almost certainly a Mary Sue uh, protag. Mm -hmm. Her friend tells her, someone at this party has been blackmailing me, but gives her no other details. And then the next day, she ends up, they find her dead on the beach. That's awful. And all that our heroine knows is that it was someone at the party. <gasps> yeah. And it's a whole thing where no one gives any any details. Mm-hmm. Of it course. Because it would be over in a second. Of course. If even her friend would have specified a gender or... <laughs> Any sort of hint. Okay. Uh, But yeah, no, it was really repetitive. It was a lot of like, I found myself yelling at it like, I already know this. (laughs) Because it was just like every scene was just recapping and rehashing things we already know, explaining it to other characters. And it was like, yes, but we already know this. So who is this for? Well, bud. It's for the people but who then didn't they would tune just, in to the last episode. She would just like glaze over other things where it'd be like they're in the middle of doing something. And then she's like, and then Beth went to work. And it was like, okay. Whoa. <laughs> Suddenly she's at work. Um, the, the, the killer at the end, mm-hmm. I would say, was not any of the people I thought it would be. Well, that's... But in retrospect, it did make sense because there is a chapter that is told from this one character, not the killer, but mm-hmm. another character's perspective. And they don't do that for the rest of the book. So it's yeah. just sort of like, okay, well, there's only mm-hmm. one reason, I guess, to include this. But that's like one of the first chapters. So by the end, I had forgotten that they had mm-hmm. done that. And I was like, oh, right. Always a good technique. Because I just assumed when I read it that they would be doing it for other characters throughout. It's like when we watch movies for like, the third time and in the first 10 minutes i'm like oh that comes but it's not like a Chekhov's gun yeah exactly yeah it, yeah so i probably wouldn't recommend it but i guess it was a relatively fast read and it mm-hmm. gave me something to uh to read while i was there was that on prime books yes it was on prime yeah. books on on condal mm-hmm. uh i wish i could make the text smaller on condal but i'll have to teach so. you how 
Can did you read another one after that? Or is it no, that was it. I, I've started reading uh, Most Likely to Die. I can't remember the author's name, unfortunately. Okay. I never can. Uh, oh, either. actually, I can just look. I had it written. The I only reason it. why I knew it was Stephen Graham Jones is because I wrote it down. Yeah, I have my uh, iPad right oh, there. Yeah, I, can, nice. I can look. One I, sec. I, I tried Stephanie something to remember Stephen Graham Jones as SGJ, like Sarah Jessica Jarker. Nice. But it I just remembered Sarah. Lisa Gessner. Jackson. Nice. Who, who might be this the nom de plume of two other writers. But anyway, this one is very much like a slasher book. It's uh, giving me uh, hints of Valentine, which is that I'm, I'm enjoying it. Good. Uh, but yeah, that's probably just because it's like right up my mm-hmm. alley. And then we haven't been watching too many new. I no. mean, I was gone for a week, but yeah. um, we watched. Uh, that Polish slasher, Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. Yes. It was fine. Uh, it's always, and I know this is obviously coming from like a place of uh, privilege living in uh, an accepting society. Yes. It's always very hard watching a movie where you have to like bring yourself back like 10 mm-hmm. plus years to sort of like, oh, gay is okay. But it, that's yeah. very important stuff that is obviously very socially relevant in Poland oh, right now. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> But just it's it's it was like a weird sort of a jarring thing. Yes, watching it from here because it seemed like a mid two thousand. Yeah, movie. very very mid two thousand yeah. movie. Um, and then I watched that Nicolas Cage movie Willy's Wonderland, which was also fine. I didn't particularly. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Uh, what Five Nights at Freddy's, but with W's? Yeah, I, I preferred the Banana Splits movie for sure, and even that, I don't think no. either of us were particularly like I, stoked about. The only thing I liked about it was that the kid knew the secret. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was clever. Indeed. Um, can I talk about one of the movies I watched? Yeah, of course. I watched uh, Rain of Fire from, oh, from the early two thousands while yeah. Christopher was. I gone. think you mentioned your love of Rain of Fire on the pod like forever ago i have not watched this movie in probably since before we started dating but my absence uh, allowed you to <laughs> afforded you the opportunity yes, finally you would not let me watch rain of fire even even if i was at work yeah. you were like no you can't watch it man that movie sucks <laughs> i was so disappointed not that i thought that it was a great movie by any stretch of the imagination but it was so like uh, like the thing that illustrates it most is Christian Bale, who has been basically, he was the first person to see the dragon. Yeah. When he was a child, while they were making the channel or whatever, channel two. Channel. Um, and That's my nickname. And and then like ten or like fifteen years or twenty years later, so he's he's lived with the people that he's lived with in this castle for years and years, and he's like telling this, asking this one guy, "Are you sure it'll hold up to dragon fire?" And the guy's like. Mate, you're questioning me, an experienced former Boilermaker, about this? And I'm like, I'm going to put my fucking eyes out. Why do you need to say this? Christian Bale should already know that he's a Boilermaker, one. Two, why would he have to say it? It's ridiculous. I just hate that kind of writing. Granted, this movie was from the early 2000s, I feel like. Yeah, I think maybe like 2002, maybe even. (sighs) Maybe like 20 years old. And then the like, they work one of those things in where it's like, whoa yeah, what? 2002 so it's 20 years old perfect so these these americans whoa they're so crazy and then they introduce them to like yeah we're like we're flame riders we're we're an elite squad of people who flame ride and, and ride flames you see chester over there he's our lead gork 
you know gorks they've only got a life expectancy of 30 you know like <laughs> yeah. oh my god <laughs> all for like two scenes in the movie oh jeez. so but they should that's a movie they should remake mm. they yes they should remake it with a good script so a different movie yes <laughs> yeah but no. with the dragon comes back and ruins everything i, I like that Okay. Dragon. Oh, well, maybe. Dragon. Who knows? I think it was like a huge failure, so I don't think they would ever re- remake it. See, now I think the movie, the only movies they should remake are the ones that are failures, because then you get a new lease on life for good but ideas. They want ones that have a proven track record of success, so that they don't have to work as hard. Well, but this is why my film production company went bankrupt after remaking uh, The Day the Clown Cried. And this is our Reign of Fire podcast. <laughs> We every week we talk, we Rain write down Rain of Fire, and Mitch gives his his notes, mm-hmm. my intense yeah. notes. <laughs> All right, are yes. we good to jump into today's movie? I mean, I guess since you don't want to talk about Rain of Fire anymore, we're rolling right along with our Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. We're enjoying our usual Tales from the Pumpkin Patch Porter, yes, uh, which we enjoy. Bye. Very few here. pumpkin beers. I guess they're sort of falling out of favor. <laughs> uh, I, plus, there was, like, bad pumpkin crop this year, too, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure that had something to do with it. Thanks, tropical storms. And as promised in the Headless Horseman episode, we are sticking with another early, mid-2000s <laughs> uh, movie today with Halloween Night from mm-hmm. 2006. Uh, I have seen this movie before, which was a surprise to me because I thought I had not. Um, it is written by Michael Gingold, who... Uh, has written Leeches, okay. which was a movie we talked about. Yes. And he was like the managing editor of Fangoria for like years and years. He might still be. Hmm. Um, but I'm not sure if it was like after uh, the like acquisition or whatever. That explains a lot. Uh, David Michael Latt, who is like the founder of The Asylum, which is the okay. studio that produces all of these like mm-hmm. mockbuster movies. Uh, he was got a story credit as well. It's directed by Mark Atkins, who is a director and cinematographer, largely for these mockbusters. Mm-hmm. He directed Sand Sharks, Android Cop, Planet of the Sharks, Empire of the Sharks, Six-Headed Shark Attack. Uh, it stars uh, Derek Ozdok, Ozdach, probably Ozdak. Uh, We're going to go with Ozdak. I'm not like As to David, it. he did five movies in 2006. Whoa. Mockbusters. When, is, uh, when a killer calls... Dracula's Curse, Pirates of Treasure Island, uh, Snakes on a Train. Okay. And this one, Rebecca Co- Cochin? Cochin? We can't get off the train. As Shannon. Uh, I guess she's best known for this gay film series she was in called Eating Out, uh, in, of which there are five. Okay. Uh, and she's in a bunch of these types of horror movies from around this time. She's a comedian who wrote for Joan Rivers on Fashion Police. Nice. She performs at like the Laugh Factory. Uh, Scott Neary as our killer, uh, Chris Vale. Mm-hmm. He's a juggler. He's appeared as such in Bratz, Wide Awake, Martha and Snoop's Potluck Party Challenge, and uh, James Corden. He's also in Scary Movie 5. <sighs> Sean Dury as Larry. He is in Snakes on a Train, Quantum Break. He was a voice in Control. Uh, Alicia Klein as Tracy. She did a few horror movies over uh, two years. She did this, The Legend of Bloody Jack, Sideshow, uh, Beverly Hills Massacre, and Barker Bite. Erica Kessler as Angela. She acted a little in things like Hillside Cannibals. 
uh, the apocalypse, invasion of the pod people, the 9-11 commission report. But she's a producer these days. <laughs> she's done Shipwreck Men, Toddlers and Tierras, Naked and Afraid. But her bread and butter is The Amazing Race and Married at First Sight. Nice. Uh, Amanda Ward as Kendall. She's in lots of horror movies like this. Uh, Way of the Vampire, Legion of the Dead, The Legend of Sand Squatch, Invasion of the Pod People, The Telling. Uh, Jared Cohn as Daryl, also in mostly these movies. They tend to like work with the same people mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, but he's also directed too. Uh, some highlights are Hold Your Breath, which has some wild CGI, let me tell you. Uh, and 121212. Amelia Jackson Gray as Janine. Uh, she was at one point married to Skeet Ulrich. Janine. And she was in Last Exit, Star Wars The Old Republic, and The Campaign. Nicholas Daly Clark as Todd. He's an improviser and he wrote on a show called YouCube, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, so this was a mockbuster, quote unquote, that was intended to capitalize on Rob Zombie's Halloween that came out the same year. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad that. that there were a few similarities. What did you think of this movie? I mean, I, we discussed pre-pod about the the fact that it takes place in the mid 2000s always rough. Yeah. Um, I I will say I don't think this was any worse than a lot of the 80s ones. That oh we hell no. Uh, I think I really enjoyed it overall. There are definitely things that I would change or would have liked better but yes. in terms of like a slasher movie from 2006 i don't made think by I the have, asylum yeah i don't think i could have asked for anything else no i don't think so either in the it looked good mm-hmm. like for a movie of this kind it looked good yeah the blood looked real as well oh definitely so. and it's like licensed on youtube for free on horror central perfect so. perfect yeah uh should we jump into it then yes we begin with a home invasion in the past in the past sepia tones sepia tones briefly Briefly. this is a very cute house Mm -hmm. uh where there's a very unfortunate home invasion Mm -hmm. a husband and wife are screaming kids hiding under the bed the the uh, aggressors are both wearing just those blank white masks that you can find at michael's they sexually assault the mother and then shoot her. Ugh. The dad is in on it. The kid's underneath the bed so where all this sneaks is away happening. to some pipes. Yeah, I didn't understand what, what this was, it was either. A bit of a stretch. He he runs to, toward these steam pipes, just like in um, uh, Along Came a Spider. Yeah. And uh, then when they shoot the mother again, steam comes out and disfigures him. Yeah, because it ricochets off her skull. Ten years later, mm-hmm. Chris Vale. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting having a, a Chris. Uh, so anyway, he... And there's a Mitch in this movie, Yeah, too. oh, cute. Yeah. He's in an asylum. The orderlies come in to, like, fuck with him. I love freaking this guy yeah, out. Let me let me say, he's got quite the burns. Like, they can't wash his face a little bit? It was wild. I can't believe Steam did that. It looks... His whole body. It looks like... Yeah. It looks like acid or he's something. He's a walking corpse. So I guess that is why... Uh, later when like they show janine the picture of the cops mm-hmm. she's like is he alive yeah because he doesn't look like it. yeah he looks like he's missing all of his skin and then they melted what was left and the orderlies put the mask on Ooh. that the people in the beginning had and mm-hmm. they taunt him so pretty quickly just like does away with them mm-hmm. and escapes they definitely don't waste any time getting all of this out of the way yeah murders him with their hand his hands much like uh headless horseman mm-hmm. an extremely painfully 
2006 opening credit sequence i mean this is the this is like the mid-2000s grunge font right where it's like the broken i think this is the same font as the asylum logo as well yes yes i would believe it so once things get rolling again we're at the Mm -hmm. same house where there are preparations for a halloween party underway and they and it says 10 10 years no that was 10 years later you really get to they really drive it home this is 2006 yeah uh Crew walks up, mm-hmm. tragically accurate amount of half sweaters, cardigans. Everybody largely looks like shit. Larry is wearing the the long sleeve under a polo. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> recoiling, thinking uh, back to my own time yeah. in high school. I strongly associate people looking like shit with this time period. And for the most part, I will say everyone looks age appropriate as well. The women all look like graduating medical secretaries yeah or something like yeah exactly so yeah they're like what 21 22 Mm -hmm. so i I would say they definitely looked age appropriate we get some casual slurs right from the top from david yeah so let's break down the characters we've got david Mm -hmm. this is his party he's probably oldest looking he's He's, like scruffy he's from boston or something uh shannon who is the spunky blonde partner of Mm -hmm. david and I actually end up really standing Shannon, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll talk about when we get there. But anyway, Larry, the guy with the glasses. Yep. Tracy, his girlfriend, who is kind of the bitch, I guess. I guess. Uh, Janine, another blonde. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Angela and Kendall, who are the lesbians. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no self-absorbed character in this. That's Fantastic. true. No one brushing their hair. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, we get some gay jokes out of the way pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Entirely harmless enough, I would, I will say. Uh, like, Larry's jealous of Shannon's warm welcome by yeah, David, so kissing. David goes to kiss him. Uh-oh. <laughs> no homo. And uh, then they go upstairs, and David, when talking to Todd, who is the lanky Ashton Kutcher guy, I guess, uh, refers to Kendall and Angela as the Melissa Etheridge duo, which is, again, harmless. But it seems dated for even, like, 2006. I know, right? Like, much more high-profile lesbians were around at that time, like Ellen, Rosie. It, honestly, they could have even used that, like, really tired Leslie Lohan line that things, like, were thrown mm. in around a lot. But maybe that was more like 2008. Yeah. Wow, I forgot all about Sam Ronson. Yeah. I hope they're doing well. <laughs> anyway, uh, David gives us some exposition that mm-hmm. this is going to be the best fucking scare. People have been coming up to him left and right about doing one last party before they graduate. And we're going to get stoked. a little crazy. I love this. This is our last Halloween before graduation. Yeah. Said no one ever. There's some inconsistencies <laughs> with that whole thing too. But uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Angela and Kendall go make out and start fooling around. There's lots of boob touching. But Kendall is too shy to it's keep doing very it. Very male gazy. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> a lot of boob close ups. Uh, but they stop because they need to like go get their stuff. Mm-hmm. Either way, it is nice to see a lesbian relationship, a healthy lesbian relationship. Yeah. Where they, they do seem love like they other, actually enjoy each other. And each other. Seems like they're actually in a relationship. They're you not just, it. like, like Angela's very considerate and, like, patient mm-hmm. with Kendall being, like, that's okay. Like, yeah, yeah. it's totally cool. And Angela's more of, like, a assertive, like... Yeah. She, she's been around the block a few times. Definitely. You know? So David goes over to this... I don't think we ever learn his name. Mm. This guy who eventually is fake cop. 
I don't know that. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he goes over to this guy's house yeah. and we uh, get the N-word, more or less. Whoa, like, and I was like, these two guys are white. Not great. Just like, uh, it was one of those things where I had to rewind it several times yeah. to be like, because it was just so, there's no reason. So mm-hmm. from there, he goes to uh, he goes to pick up Daryl, oh. our other shaggy haired guy. I also love this because he like pulls up to that one guy or the, the one guy pulls up. And then he drives away. Yeah. So he's literally just stopping there to be like, yo, what's up? And the guy's like, yeah, I got those costumes and mm-hmm. the cars. Uh-huh. You know, the cops just let me borrow their outfits Of and course. Uh, and then got to go pick up Daryl. Fucking Daryl. Fucking Daryl. He's a bad boy in a biker jacket. He's getting sunglasses. off the bus. And he already... From San Bernardino? He already has a cigarette in his fingers, yeah. ready to be lit, as he's exiting the bus. He and his band are about to make it big, mm-hmm. which is why he's taking the bus. Uh, his leather jacket does not fit. No. Well, it's probably one they just had Yeah, in, you know, that's very true. In wardrobe. But it was like, it didn't fit, and he clearly had never I do think the wardrobe before. in this movie was... Like, if we were currently in 2006 and watching this, it looks like realistic clothing that people wore. Like, extremely realistic. Painfully realistic. Way more so than movies today. Oh, yeah, where it's like, look at me, I'm wearing my cute little... Today, it's either the people signing the movies have not seen a teenager teenager. since 2012, where everyone looks like they just walked out of an Urban Outfitters. Yes, and I have a theory that it's because a lot of those movie studios bought up a lot of, like, American apparel shit before they went out of business. You know, that would make a lot of sense. So they sort of, like, have all of that plain plain stuff. Hmm. But it certainly look. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Todd and Janine mm-hmm. are also out and about for some reason. It's really unclear why they were. Because uh, they're getting Todd's amazing, awesome, and great costume. His executioner's outfit and a bunch of weapons for his costume. Don't you really just need the one? I guess. So they come up Real on, on a traffic stop where they get asked if they've seen the Chris Bale. Yeah, and they have to hide all of these mall ninja weapons. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they get told not to pick up any hitchhikers. Mm-hmm. And they immediately call David to tell him, but he doesn't really care. Mm-hmm. And Janine is worried about the killer, but Todd immediately writes off her concerns. Yep. Uh, and she is having just the hardest time not having a British accent. Oh, I didn't even pick that up. Yeah. That's amazing. And they need to stop and get gas. Uh-oh. Meanwhile... Mm-hmm. Daryl and David get to the house and he sneaks Daryl in as quietly as possible into the basement where he'll be staying for a while. Uh, But okay, here's uh, one thing that doesn't make sense. He later says that Daryl was his roommate in college. They're all in college with David. Only one of them knows because he was at the show. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe David's or Daryl's trying out a cool new look. Well, he really uh, he wishes he had some company, if you know what he means. Well, here's David offers him his female pine cone. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yes, I did too. Yeah, because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> I think he was improvising a lot. There was so much improv in this movie. Yeah, and you could tell because they could not shut up. It would be yeah. like, "Hey, man, nice to see you." Yeah, what's up, man? Oh, not much. I guess what's that's why they have yeah, yeah. so many comedians in it. That makes sense. And probably for that reason. Hey, you save a lot of money on the script. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. If you're, like, doing movies like this and you barely have a script, why Mm -hmm. not hire comedians and improvisers to be in it, like, young improvisers, and be like, 
just go. You're, like, you know, you're just not do working it. Just anyways. Do it. Yeah. You can take a week off from your waitering job. So Todd pulls up to the gas station where he is going to get into costume mm-hmm. while Janine pumps the gas. So he heads into the bathroom. Yes. And unfortunately for him, but very fortunately for Chris Vale. Chris Vale is in there. Uh, to get this costume. So he's in there wearing a white polo. Where did he get this white polo? Did he steal he it? He stole it from an orderly, I think. It looks like shit. Yeah, so uh, Todd gets killed by getting stabbed through the head. This killer loves with, head wounds. With an iron, like a raw iron knife. Hey, uh, Todd, you don't need to bring your entire arsenal, one, with you to this party, and two, <laughs> to the bathroom with you. The executioner needs his weapon. Ha ha ha. So... Chris Vale steals his uh, costume and weapons. Yes. I, overall, I think it was a pretty decent costume for a slasher like this. Yeah, I th- it was kind of weird. Yeah. But, um, I like, it was very like Friday the 13th, or not, Halloween, Halloween 2018. Oh, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And uh, then he comes out. Can you imagine dying in a gas station bathroom? No. No, no thanks. thanks. And Janine is intrigued and gives him, uh, like, she's sort of like, uh, something's weird. I'm tossing she gives him the keys, keys anyway. And then it's like basically a rehash of Halloween 5 when Tina gets in the car with Michael. But they also steal the gas because she's like, there's no one here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we lucked out. We got this open gas pump. And she's a little suspect because he seems to be having trouble driving. Yes, and, uh, a lot. She's of... worried that he can't see. Uh, and she wants him to speak. But then he sees the axe on the ground, mm-hmm. and man, he hits her in the guts with it over and, and over, over and over. over. She's like totally eviscerated. It's very gory and brutal. I liked it. Yeah, this was torture porn era as well, um, but this didn't feel torture porny. It felt violent. very modern slashery. Yeah, it just felt violent. Yeah, uh, she super dies. Obviously, that car would have stunk so bad yeah <laughs> and then he sees the rest of the weapons in mm-hmm. the back and things are looking up for our killer mm-hmm. meanwhile this halloween party has started shannon uh walks up to this fake drawbridge where a guy dressed as a troll makes her answer his question Ugh. correctly or uh, she gets put in fake like the like stocks stocks stockades yeah. uh, uh and it's it's one of those riddles it's like you think it's talking about a erect penis yeah. but it's actually talking about a, a key. key but everybody gets it immediately <laughs> which i later, thought was a good i thought it was a good bit except for two people i think yes. but anyway uh the scene was also very weird to include because then it just cuts to her already dressed up in her like princess costume upstairs yeah. tracy is a milkmaid and larry is like a oh she's a wench a harlequin because it's medieval theme quote unquote oh true and He's reading about the escape at the hospital, and he mm-hmm. gives like Shannon and Tracy the backstory. Yeah, and Larry is neglecting his lady. Yeah, David comes in dresses the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy loves showing off his clavicle. He likes those like first yeah, few buttons undone. He does. It works. Anyway, uh, everything gets going. There's all of these extraneous mm-hmm. people now at the party guest. Mm-hmm. David realizes this whole riddle thing won't work because there's too many people and yeah. they'll hear the answer to the riddle. The fucking troll is keeping like 50 people outside of the party. Yeah, and they didn't think about this. Man. And he gives Shannon this necklace he found in the house that mm-hmm. obviously belonged to our killer's mom. I love this. We gotta see if this necklace is your size. A precursor <laughs> to the Friday the 13th remake that was three years later. 
Oh, yeah. Where a very similar thing happens. Interesting. You're right, though. And uh, anyway, so... That's interesting. David gives Daryl his 15-minute uh, warning. Yeah. And up comes Mr. Cool Guy. Do, do, do. Some, some other guy starts yeah. questioning him about having seen him the previous night at the show. Yeah. When oh, no I one is supposed You're amazing. To know I love you. And so David interjects himself and tells the guy to go get his stereo equipment mm -hmm. that he owes him. Mm -hmm. And so out he goes. To get the stereo equipment. And in comes the killer. Who, who blocks him, him in, in with the car. And kills him super dead by stabbing him in eyeball. Ouch! Oh no, my mask is ruined. Kills in this movie are pretty good. Yes. Uh, then the next scene, there's this music that comes on. You, you can, can talk me down, down all over this town. Trash my name. Oh and yes. Slander my game. Trash my game and slander my name. Yeah. And I was like, this is this is great. <laughs> this is so good. And fucking cool, Mr. Leather Jacket. Mm -hmm. Starts hitting on Kendall. Really aggro. Yeah. She tells him she's a lesbian, but he doesn't take too kindly to that. Yeah. And does not take no for an answer. It's a classic chasing Amy. Yeah. Sort of. And Angela sweeps in mm -hmm. and they make out while he like yeah. angrily yells at yeah. them. Hey, take this. Watching us kiss. Yeah. Ooh, I bet you hate this, you jerk. The party <laughs> hears helicopters overhead mm -hmm. searching for who at this point is just kind of lurking around waiting for people to come to him for the most part i think that's so funny because it's very la for people to be chased yeah. from helicopters well this is california yeah definitely so. i just thought it was funny <laughs> angela and kendall tell david how daryl is creeping them out mm -hmm. which i guess is his plan because no one has any idea who yep so they sort of want everyone to think that he's the guy that yeah. they're looking for but how would david know that they were looking for people ahead of time it's it's a little too convenient. Convoluted. Plot, plot hole, I guess. Yes. Our slasher uh, tries to go inside, and he kills Troll Guy dead. And then well, he... before this, we get a hilarious... He asks the question, and the woman responds... In, oh, right. In, in Spanish. Spanish. Uh, uh, la fiesta aquí? Which is not... I did not expect this out of this yeah. movie. <laughs> this running bit... I found extremely charming. Yeah, and then she just speaks Spanish to him, and then she lets the guy out of the stocks, and she's like, yeah, come on, let's go upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> when, uh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> which makes sense, because in California, most people speak Spanish. Very funny. Uh, and then, yeah, Killer dispatches the troll. Wow, that sucks ass. Yeah, if you're the troll. <laughs> goes upstairs, and he sees a guy wearing, like, a similar mask to the home invaders mm -hmm. from the beginning, mm -hmm. and uh, he kills three guys in really quick succession there yeah and but then we never find those guys later no and yeah uh, he leaves the room he runs into shannon and he has flashbacks to mm -hmm. his mom wreath the necklace yeah because he sees the necklace and even though shannon looks yeah. nothing like Sepia his mother tone. his mother had black hair yeah <laughs> i guess it's just like woman shape necklace it's giving him some sort of yes uh, fixation fixation or like thought so uh and then it's like, dude, great costume. Your axe is so funny. Ha ha ha. Yeah. I love your costume. And David sees the killer and tells them they're all ready to go because mm -hmm. he thinks it's obviously Todd. And then he calls Mitch. Yes. To say it's go time. Do we know who Mitch was? Mitch Did we see was Mitch? the fake cop. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who's a real cop? So his name is Mitch. Yeah. He's not a real cop. 
He is because later he's like, God damn it, guys, I gotta return this. Yeah, but he said he just borrowed it from them. Oh, when, when his David bro- talks yeah, to him, okay. he's like, oh, I borrowed it from them. Nuts. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a rando couple goes mm-hmm. down into the basement for sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, David confronts Daryl for this little fake conflict they're going to do yeah. for the show. But, but, mm-hmm. for the third movie in a row, mm-hmm. we get the word faggot. Yeah, come on. You got that faggot on tape cut to a guy with a camcorder? Yeah. Did, is this... I mean, in the mid-2000s, granted, I started going to university in 2007, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Fucking no one had a fucking camcorder. Are you kidding mm. me? No, I had never seen a camcorder at a party. At a party? I guess I didn't really go to a lot of college parties, uh. but there were always cameras and shit. At like bars, there were definitely cameras. I at guess bars. that was like, I feel like there was probably like a camcorder that came out in like two thousand eight or something. When did the iPhone come out? Uh, two thousand nine, two thousand eight. It was during my first year of university, two thousand eight. I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have this little fake fight of theirs mm-hmm. uh, while the friends all watch on it in horror. One of the friends is wearing a white plastic bag as a ghost over his head, and it looks like a KKK costume. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Chris mm-hmm. sees it. Chris being our killer. It's mm-hmm. very weird referring to a killer as Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thinks it's real and he comes comes to help mm-hmm. the guy. Then uh, Daryl pulls out a gun. Uh oh. Um, okay. I said that I stand Shannon. Mm-hmm. One detail that I really liked here in this scene. Okay. Is that Shannon fully puts her front herself in front of all of her friends and like. Holds all of her arms up, oh. like shields them as best she can. I didn't catch that. Yeah, hell and, yeah, Shannon. And it's this big standoff. Uh, he gets uh, Chris to drop the axe. Mm-hmm. The cop sirens sound, and Daryl takes Chris hostage. Oh, I'm taking your friend. Uh, fake cop comes in, and Larry yells that he's got a gun. Mm-hmm. And there's more standoff stuff. I mean, they played off like we don't know any of this either, yeah. which is strange because it's such a significant chunk of the movie this yes. is like little fake joke it's like that we already minutes. know isn't real 10 or 15 minutes yeah so and then it's like give me your keys give me your gun yeah yeah because daryl is a badass obviously yeah. so he he drags chris off don't follow it's big me. drama mm-hmm. shannon hugs david and then a real cop shows up because because larry, larry called, called the cops, the cops. Mm-hmm. and shannon tells uh like the cop everything mm-hmm. Which then ruins the quote-unquote prank. And Daryl's like, no, no, no. That's not what happened. David, David. David. Yeah, Christopher Vale didn't take Todd. It's um just a prank, actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shannon slaps him, and everybody gets mad because it isn't funny. Ooh, there's so much and hostile the murmuring. the theme of the party is psychological horror, not <laughs> medieval decadence. What? A dumb idea. Yeah. I am glad that there are consequences because I feel like this sort of shitty, dumb prank happened a lot in movies from around this time. Mm-hmm. Where I'd be like, "Whoa, we calm down. It's just a prank. It's just a prank, bro." This reminds me, and this was like an eleven taking it to a prank. So I'm glad that people were like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Like playing with a handgun like this. Yeah, he's lucky he didn't get shot. It reminds me of the the news out of Portland that just came out. Uh, Portland police were riding around last summer in an unmarked van and just shooting uh, rubber bullets at people. And because this dude had no idea who was shooting him, he shot back at them and was like, oh, fuck, you're cops? And they charged him with attempted murder. Yeah, Shannon brings that up later, I think. 
Like when she's talking to David. Just she ridiculous. She like sort of mentions something similar. Like so dangerous she's like, to do. <laughs> what if someone would have had a knife and like stabbed the guy? Yep. Anyway, uh, the real cop shuts the party down. Mm -hmm. Larry's stoked. He thinks this was so good. Party's over. Hot Everybody shot. leaves. They throw all their cans on the troll guy who they think is just like passed out. Yeah, someone steals his uh, flask. Daryl and our killer mm -hmm. stop the car. The killer pulls the gun on Daryl, but it's fake off. So yep. then he strangles him with a seatbelt. Ooh, that sucks. But Daryl just pretends to be dead. That's and he gets his guy. bluff called. Killer drags him out of the car and then stabs him with a big sword instead. Ouch. Would not like to be stabbed with a big sword. Yep. So we have whittled it down yeah. to our main cast again. Back inside. David simply cannot understand why Shannon is so pissed off at him. I can understand you being upset. But tell me one day, how is this any different than what I did last year or the year before? Same damn thing. I was scared. David, it's completely different. You're just too obsessed with trying to, to impress everybody to figure it out. What, what, what do you mean by that? What does that mean? You're talking riddles here. What does that mean? David, this is completely different than what you did last year. Last year you did a, a haunted house, and that was scary, right? Because we all knew it was fake, and it was fun. What you did down there, David, that was not fun. Nobody asked for that shit. Mm -hmm. Look, David, can you please just look at me when I'm talking to you? Can you please look at me? How do you think I felt watching that guy choke you? How do you think I felt watching Todd being held at gunpoint? I mean, five minutes later, <clears throat> it was all over. Every, every, everyone was okay. No one got hurt, all right? I think about the worst thing that happened is somebody fucking pissed off. You know what, you were so lucky some drunk idiot didn't run in with a fucking knife and try to save the day and kill it's your like friend. It's like the whole thing was a ride. Why, what, what don't you get about that? It's like, it's like, why do you go on a roller coaster? Do you go, to, you go on a roller coaster, it goes through a whole ride, the ride ends, and what? The, the, you cry after the ride's over? No, you go on a ride in the first place because you want to get scared. A roller coaster. Yeah. A fucking roller coaster, are you kidding me? You really should have taken into consideration that someone really could have gotten hurt. Nobody got hurt. Someone did. But they are speaking through this crazy spider web. <laughs> and she's like, this is the thing he does. I do this all the time. This is not like last year. Someone could have been hurt. And she, she's also like, I'm upset because you could have hurt, been hurt. And I care about you. Someone could have been hurt. Yeah. yeah. Like she was like, what if someone would have had a knife and mm -hmm. like stabbed the guy to like protect Which them Which is or totally. And this was, hey. Yeah, no one got hurt except for me. Yeah. Because this is a really shitty thing for you to do to me. And you scared the shit out of me. Yeah, and he has a really hard time justifying it. And she's totally reasonable. Well, it's that classic, we like, stand I'm arguing with you because I would rather you not be making this argument with me. I'm just frustrated yeah. that you're frustrated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the fake cop rolls up mm -hmm. uh, to the other car where Daryl was killed, mm -hmm. and uh, Chris is just waiting in the wings, yeah. which seems convenient that he was just knew someone else would come. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but then he kills the fake cop, so that was good. Dun, 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 dun. Goodbye, Mitch. Yeah, the rest of the main crew decides to stay there for the night. Mm -hmm. uh, Shannon starts to leave. She like changes into the customary tank top of the period. In the car. And yeah. then she sees the killer running around, and she thinks it's Todd. Of course. So she 
wants to go after him for some reason, which involves her going back inside. Mm-hmm. She's probably pissed at Todd for taking part yeah. of it. He goes down into the basement mm-hmm. where those other two briefly mentioned characters from uh, earlier are having sex. And like, how long have they been having sex for? A while. And it, it seems seem. like, it just seems crazy. Telling me her name <laughs> would be a very good idea. And she's like fully orgasming on yeah. this constantly she loves it and then the killer comes up behind them and axes her in the back oh boy and the guy tries to run but also gets axed really poorly yep yeah so they do their best upstairs to like start cleaning up the party but uh there's a lot of mess (laughs) there's a tinfoil dragon and tinfoil unicorn that they're playing with yeah so then they start sort of retreating to their various Mm -hmm. bedrooms for uh assorted bonings down killer is downstairs cleaning up his mess angela and kendall are Mm -hmm. off to their room tracy's off to shower Mm -hmm. uh larry's off to fuck around on his computer and david is staying there yep so shannon goes down into the basement she sees chris vale Fucking around mm-hmm. with the most recent Vix. But he sees her necklace. Yeah, he turns oh. around, grabs her, he sees a necklace, has his flashbacks, and then he just hugs her. Subdues her, sort of, yeah. Uh, she tries to escape, but again, like very Friday the 13th remake, he takes her captive. He like grabs her face. Yeah. Ugh. Kendall and Angela start undressing each other. They slowly make out. There's like a full minute of them just kissing. Yeah, she's very respectful of Kendall's boundaries. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I did like the the relationship, yes. even if it was like liminal, and it was very yeah. liminal. Uh, Shannon, she wakes up right, uh, and she is hogtied to this pull-out bed, sort of half hogtied, because she's handcuffed yes. with one arm oh, yeah. and, and hog-tied then hogtied with the with other. the rest, which. Yeah, and she's like so right bad. below the body of Sex Girl, which is drooling Kim. all Kim over her. Was sex Girl's name. Kim's drooling all over wow. her. And then later, Kim would be Sex Girl. Anyway, <laughs> um, Tracy eats some cake in the bath. I'm glad that there was cake. I was, I did not know where this came from, and I also pointed. That okay, out. so my theory is that it's a long walk of a joke. Medieval decadence royalty let them eat cake in the bath yeah i guess which is marie antoinette didn't even say but whatever we're not gonna get into a history lesson she said let them eat brioche no she didn't say that either (laughs) i know it was like a hundred years prior like propaganda that someone else had Mm -hmm. written it and then they just attributed it to marie antoinette it's a good thing that doesn't happen in today's world the european history podcast this is our reign of fire podcast Mm -hmm. and then just like christian bale's castle when her dragon flies over a shadow looms over her is it the killer is it a dragon it's It's Larry, Larry. and uh yeah you gotta see this thing i found on the web this cool thing on the internet get out of your bath right now which is that this is the same house that those killings happen in and chris bale's 22 but she wants to finish the bath first so the killer comes up behind uh Larry and stabs him, sort of like the Prowler, but like, not as good. Straight down through the skull? Yep, right through the top of the head. Oh, sh- Lots of head-centric killings. It takes him a minute to die. Which I think that it actually would, and it would be terrible oh, yeah, the whole time. <laughs> but I'll always compare something like this to how good the one in the Prowler is. Yes. When his eyes like roll back, oof, very scary. Anyway. Uh, so now Tracy's gotten out of the bath. 
Yeah, he, he, he like needs hides to see the this webpage. Okay. There's cobwebs all over the the bat the the bedroom on yeah. this four poster bed. And the killer comes into the bathroom. Uh, ends up he ends up slicing her throat. It's like mm-hmm. the one of those like ooh. She makes it easy because she thinks it's a joke. Yes. Right up until the end when... Uh, and it takes her a minute to die, too. Well, I was like... I guess it takes everyone a minute even to Even if it was Todd, if even if it was me in the bath, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I'm naked. Like, leave me the fuck alone. And yeah. she immediately is just like, come on, Todd. You're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, so David tries calling his pals, yeah. but there's no answer, obviously. He, like, called Shannon mm-hmm. twice. But because she's so tied up, she can't reach the phone. Try as she might. And because her pockets she's are so, so small. Close, her yeah. lady pockets are so small. The antenna's picking out. Ooh. Yeah, very... lots of, uh, you get to see lots of her underbutt. And she's going, oh, with her mouth. Yeah. Filled with a napkin? No, filled with the dead girl's panties. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I can't believe I said that word. Underwear. That um, sucks. Yeah. God damn it. So it just keeps ringing, and uh, David finds Tracy's body. He mm-hmm. thinks it's fake, but then he realizes mm-hmm. it, it isn't when he pulls a towel off her face, and he freaks out. I kind of like that, where he was like, you guys can't trick me. Yeah. But also, again, would Tracy just be nude in the bubble bath pretending to be dead for you, David? Yeah, I don't exactly. think so. Uh, so David is calling Shannon now to be like, oh, crap. No, no, no. no, no he no, already no. did that. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. runs to go get Angela right. and Kendall. Right, he yes. like starts banging on the door, but it's some boy who cried wolf Exactly. Shit, where they're like, yeah, sure. Get out of here. We're trying to kiss each yeah. other respectfully. And then the killer comes mm-hmm. in through their window. Mm-hmm. And uh, Angela fights back. <laughs> yeah, she just knocks the axe yeah. in his head. Kendall like, runs away. Finally. Thankfully, because she gets to Who are you? Live. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, she runs outside with David. Uh, he realizes Shannon's car still there while Angela is, like, kicking the shit out mm-hmm, of the killer upstairs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, like, fight for a bit, really punching him in the face, like, wailing on him. You gotta run, Angela. Please run. And uh, then he gets the better of her for, like, one second and stabs her in the face with a clothes hanger. With which, a wooden clothes hanger. Which felt weird, but... Uh, I was like, is there a really, reason really this? Sucked. Yeah, poor Angela. Yeah. David starts looking for Shannon. Mm-hmm. He sees the news article on Larry's laptop yep. about how this is the same house. Uh-oh. He gets a gun at some point. He gets his gun out of his snow globe drawer. Nice. The the drawer where he also keeps the snow globe. Snow <laughs> nice. globe and gun. <laughs> then he goes downstairs where he finally mm-hmm. finds Shannon and unties her, but the handcuff is a little bit more complicated. Oh, can I also say, I looked this up. So I read the lap, I paused and I read the laptop screen. Yeah. KATM.com, KTM 7 News. It's actually NorCal Country Radio Station. And uh, the top post was about one of the DJs accidentally washing himself for a month in dog shampoo. Nice. Because his wife put dog shampoo in an old shampoo bottle. Huh. Yeah. Did he turn into a dog? No, but he wanted to know why the dog smelled like him after it had a bath. Oh. And then... uh, under the latest news video on this fake KATM website, yeah, man finds dog with five legs. Another thing, woman finds cat with three legs. Whoa. I don't think the cat story is news. <laughs> no. That's just me. But Go walk into any animal shelter. Yeah. Okay, sorry for 
just derailing this no train. what we're here to yeah. talk about the movie it's not just a recap podcast. i mean it's largely a recap <laughs> podcast but... so uh he finds a dead larry i believe david no so he goes downstairs he like unties oh yes yep. shannon is kind of like where we were or whatever mm-hmm. and then chris comes in and hits david with a bat Ouch. And then he like steps on Shannon's wrist, blindfolds her, and runs a knife over her face yeah, just, gently and just probably like, for too long. Wipes the knife all over her face, and I was like, "Why is he doing that if he thinks he's a mom?" And then uh, leaves her again. Continues having flashbacks about his dad and mom, specifically his dad boarding up the room with her in it. Of course, which, and then uh, he, he he puts this down. He puts this fake. Yeah. The dad puts this like plastic. Uh, vinyl like drawer hilarious and uh yeah and then then we see his dad kill himself yeah right in front of him pointing the gun at his son and then we never really learn why any of that happened no i mean i guess he probably wanted his wife dead but didn't want his child to be terribly deformed and then he felt bad for both so he was just like i'm just gonna kill myself and yeah that's true um and then i shannon, can't bring myself to kill my disfigured kid yeah. so i'll just kill myself in front of him shannon takes a blindfold off and mm. uh grabs david's gun and she shoots chris vale twice bum, bum. pretty cool uh and i like she gets like full scene girl hair oh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 where it's oh, yeah. like got w- volume all of a sudden some shannon hair appreciation mm-hmm. the flat ironing involved to get this pc straight hair Great. I feel you, lady. Well, you did too. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. So both of us did. Cut to slightly later mm-hmm. with all of the cops there. We presume it's Kendall who got help. Yeah, Shannon she is completely shell shocked. She's in. Tra- she's in shock. Yeah. She's in trauma. Nobody can find David. Mm-hmm. And then she sees a body bag start to rise Sit in the up. background. She quickly, instinctively takes the officer's gun from his like holster, holster. and shoots. And the guy's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't do that. And then they check, but it's David. Oh, no. Oh, Chris Vale is still on the loose. He swapped the costumes. Kind of lame. Somehow. But anyway. Uh, yeah, he's like hitchhiking around, and mm-hmm. then another car stops uh, to pick him up. A shirtless dude in a convertible. And he's like... Cue the metal. Uh, and also, Chris Vale is wearing a mask, which is a white paper, paper plate. plate with holes cut in for eyes upside down. So good. Yes. I like it. It was almost like a, a spirited away. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Oh, uh, seems like you had one hell of a Halloween night, says the guy. <laughs> and that's the name of the movie. It is the name forgot. of the movie. And then we get five minutes of the second slowest credits we've ever watched yeah. other than the last time we said we watched really slow credits that were like 10 i minutes. did not read any of the credits did you see any good credits because yes. i know you like seeing those good I credits. i tried to skip ahead to the special thanks they were mainly people who are associated with the asylum yeah other than eagles landing bed and breakfast in eagles landing is the name of a place in my hometown arrowhead lake california it's now unfortunately closed and the only information that i could get out of it is a one star or about it there's no web pages or anything beyond like yellow page dead yellow pages link okay there is one review one star that says grr the and this this is a woman thanked in the end of this movie don't go there if she's still there because uh i didn't get my security deposit back E-e. but it's only like one guy i'm sure he actually trashed the room <laughs> yeah so 
Interesting. I I enjoyed this movie on the whole. Uh, it had its issues for sure, uh, especially it doesn't really pass the 2021 sniff test. No. But not in a like intensely terrible way. Just in the usual lazy way that it already did in 2000. Yeah, like it's like shitty when they say this stuff, yeah. but it's just, it's done innocuously. Well, it's which like... Is, which makes it worse, but also... It's shitty and lazy, but it's more than anything, it's casual and normative, and that's probably the worst part. You know yeah. what I mean? But whatever, yeah. things have changed. Thank so fuck. that's good. But I will probably watch this movie again. Yeah, definitely. It was yeah, certainly I enjoyed this. entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I've watched it before. I honestly mm-hmm. didn't think I had. And then as soon as it started, I was like, oh, wait, I have seen this mm-hmm. movie. And then I recognized the house and I was like, okay. And then Shannon. Shannon is like Miss uh, Nebraska. Oh, nice. Cor- no, I don't oh, think she but is. But she looks like it. Yeah, yeah she's definitely. like very American looking god i looked for that house on airbnb so hard oh nice yeah because there were so many on that lake but oh well (laughs) so our six degrees of jamie lee is shannon Mm -hmm. rebecca koshin koshan is in girlfriends of christmas past with john brotherton who is in furious seven with dwayne johnson Mm -hmm. who is in you again with jamie lee curtis wonderful yes well, I think that's all we have to say about this particular movie. Yes, until our next Halloween yes. episode, which I think we're going back to the 80s. I think we're doing the midnight hour, but we might do Lone Wolf. And then we're, we'll be finishing it up with Halloween 4. But uh, yeah, so... Sounds thank, fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Uh, we will see you next time. If and... you want to follow us on social oh, media... Right, yeah. Definitely, definitely first blood, blood on instagram, instagram. deaf first blood on twitter and definitely, definitely first blood at gmail.com as you can tell our producers our dogs are getting very riled up because oh. they know okay goodbye. goodbye thank you goodbye Bye. Woo. i love you goodbye Woo.